Hey, man, well, before I forget, because I got the usher center, if you're a visitor this morning, it's your first time to be here, I want to say thank you for being here at the Way Bible Church. I pray that you've been blessed already through worship in that, in that moment. We pray that God continues to move in your life as we continue with the service. But if you would hold your hand up real high if it's your first time, we want to recognize you. And awesome, we got some good visitors on a holiday weekend, too. Praise the Lord. Um, so y'all be blessed as you're here. If you will hold on that visitor card till the end of the service, um, fill it out for us, and you'll go right past where my wife and I will be standing. There'll be someone there in the information center waiting to get that from you, and they'll, uh, we'll give you a little gift from the church and um, some information about us so you can get to know more about us. And so pray that God, if you're looking for a church home, as our pastor always says, welcome home. We pray that you find a place here to fit in and um, let God use the gift and the calling that you have. So y'all excited to be in church this morning? Y'all excited for our youth this morning? Man, I had to... I had to fight. I want, last year I was out there like every day. Like I think I'm, I should have just stayed out there. But um, this year I have one of my favorite people who was out there. This And I wanted to make sure that it was his experience, not him doing something because his dad was there. And so hearing what he had to say and hearing the great things God did in his life, I'm so, so blessed to hear that. And so grateful that God moved in him as well. And so look forward to great things out of him. I do want to take just a minute. I'm going to try to keep my composure about me. But as you all know, it's been a challenging uh, a couple months in our family um, with Amy's mom and all that stuff, and the support we got from everyone of y'all here has just been overwhelming. So thank y'all so much for who y'all been to us. And we're so blessed to have a family like you guys that just phone calls, texts, um, gifts, everything like that. Um, y'all blessed us immensely, and we're so blessed to have you as a, a church family. So thank you for being who you are to us. And I pray that God blesses you guys in a, in a major way. <clears throat> okay, now that's done. Um, <laughs> happy times, happy times. All right. Uh, if y'all would open up in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 24 and 25, we'll read there this morning. That's going to be our key passage of Scripture. And as you turn there, I want to make a couple of announcements. As you notice, you've seen several base group banners all around the sanctuary. Wherever you see a banner, there's a sign-up table. And so we want you guys to get involved with these base groups. We want you all to find a place where you can plug in and, and, and see God move in your life in a, in a small, intimate setting where it's a safe place where you can um, have people that minister to you. And you can also find out, guess what, i got something to offer to people. And so as you're in these small settings and in these groups, um, that's where we're planning to move. We'll talk some more about them here in a little bit. But wherever you see a table, there's a sign-up sheet. So feel free to, I got them on this side over here so y'all don't get left out because we always put sign-up sheets over here. And so, um, and also this back corner over here, that's a, that's a sign-up area for if you'd like to offer your home as a host home. We, if you want to sign up back there, um, don't sign up back there if you're not going to offer your home because if you're going to get a call, you might just have 20 people show up at your doorstep some night. But uh, but no, if, if you want to sign up in this back corner where the, the banner's kind of wrapped around the corner, that's where... That's where we're going to have sign up. If you want to offer your home or you would like to use your home, even if it's just occasionally for people to meet in and have a group in, um, please sign up back there and we would um, be very blessed. And not guaranteeing that we will use your home right away, but it is something we do need to have some homes on standby just in case of emergencies and that sort of thing. So are you all in Hebrews chapter number 10? If you all would, um, stand up with me as we read the Word of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse 24, it says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is a habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more is that you see the day drawing near. So, Heavenly Father, this morning, it's our purpose, Lord God, to find a place and make a way, Lord God, for every person to be stirred up to love and good works. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, you said in your word that iron sharpens iron, Lord God, you said that, that we are to be accountable to one another, and so this morning, Father God, we're, we're working on ways to do that as, as a church, and so right now, this morning, Lord God, we thank you for moving among us. We thank you for touching and changing us. We thank you for using us for your kingdom's honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated this morning. And so, 
as y'all know, we are, we are in exciting times as the Way Bible Church. I mean, God is blessing us. God is moving among us. We see more and more people coming all the time, and we're so excited about that. And one of the greatest ways that God has blessed us is through the number of people that we see come through the doors. Now, the thing about it is, you know, since we started about 15 years ago, there's been thousands of people, you know, come through the doors of the Way Bible Church, whether it was at the hotel room or the little building on Davis Street or here. We've seen thousands of people come through. You know, and some have stayed, but many have gone. And so when you look back and you wonder, you know, why have many gone? You know, we're not, not saying that everybody belongs here. And um, as our pastor preached last week, not everybody is called to be right here at this church. But at the same time, I feel that there's a lot that have gone on by that probably should be here. And because we haven't ha had the, the kind of place to plug them in and the amount of opportunities that are available for them to feel needed and welcome, you know, we feel that some have gone on by the wayside. So that's something that as a church and your leadership that we're very, very keen on fixing. We want to find a place for everybody to plug in, for everybody to, to be able to feel like they have a relationship with someone here so they don't walk in the door every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, and not knowing someone and not having just more than just a handshake or something like that. It needs to get, get beyond that. And so this morning, as, as we're going to talk about this, you know, we've got to consider a way, like the Bible says right there in the very first verse in 24, consider how. You know, so that's what we've been doing as leadership for the last couple years, actually. This isn't something we just thought of two months ago and we're going to throw into place. We've been praying about this for a very long time. And so, as we consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, that's exactly, what, that's exactly the kind of thing we're trying to put in place. We've got to find a way to stir one another up. And that doesn't happen you know, by just coming in and enjoying a good service on Sunday morning. We have, we have amazing worship services on Sunday morning. Uh, well, I really enjoy our worship services, but... It's, it's got to go beyond that. We've got to get past just that right there. And so here's what we've learned over the last, over the last few years, or just maybe me personally, but here's what we've learned. Good preaching, good teaching, and worship will not keep people. I mean, I'm not bashing that. We have that here, but it doesn't keep people. Now, it'll draw people, but it doesn't keep people. Now, in fact, as any of us that have ever preached for it know, good preaching a lot of times runs people off. I'm just saying you know, Jesus had that. You step on somebody's toes, they're allowed to not hang around very long. You know, and so we've got to find a way for people to plug in beyond that. Now, as we're very familiar here, food will not keep people. I mean, even lots of food, like we have here, doesn't always keep people. Now, it's a good draw. Like I said, it's something that we don't plan on getting rid of, but food doesn't keep people around. Now, big events, radio programs, CDs, websites, Facebook, doesn't keep people. It'll draw people. It puts us out there, which is great. We've got to let people know that God's moving somewhere. But when they get here, we've got to find a way to plug them in and use them. Now, being friendly, we're good at that. Hugging, smiling, and small talk doesn't keep people. I mean, it makes them feel good for a few minutes when they're here, but eventually the rubber's got to meet the road, and we've got to find somewhere to get people involved, not just become, be an acquaintance too much down the road. I'm as guilty as anybody. I'll stand up here beside my wife on Sunday mornings doing an altar call, and I'll go, I think I know 10 people out there. You know, whose fault is that? You know, no one person in particular. We're just getting to that size, and we've got to find a way as we get big to stay small. We've got to find a way for people to feel like they have a place to fit in, people they know, and not just, not just be somewhere they come on Sunday morning and not, and not have anything anywhere to, anywhere to fit in or plug in. Now, I know we just went to camp, but good children's and youth ministries don't keep people. Now, they'll keep kids. Damon has a great number of kids. Ty's got a great number of kids. They always come, but how many of those kids come and their parents aren't here? We've got to find a place for people to get involved and feel like it's not just such a big thing where they're just an acquaintance. Now, visiting someone's home, sending postcards, and phone calls do not keep people. We've done all these things. 
you know, we'll keep doing these things, like I said, but they don't keep people coming. You know, an occasional visit to somebody's house, they usually get a little peek through the door. Some of y'all may have experienced this. You know, somebody comes knocking, hey, we're from the Way Bible Church. You're like, oh, you are? Don't look. And they open the door about this far. We're glad you came. And, you know, and so you, you got to realize sometimes those things are even more awkward. So we've got to find a place where people can come and be, feel like they're in a safe place and get involved and find a place where they can plug in. Now, visiting someone in the hospital and walking through a hard time with them as ministers doesn't always keep people. You know, our pastor said it before. You have a lot of people that come in in the hard times. And, and God uses, uses us in whatever capacity to see them get to a higher place, a better place of living. And as soon as life gets good, they go by the wayside. Why? Because we haven't given them a place to plug in and be accountable and, and, and be involved as a church. So, like I said, none of these things are bad things. In fact, they're all very good things, and we're not gonna, we don't plan on stopping doing any of those. We plan on keeping it, keeping it going. But at the same time, you know, we've been praying for wisdom and revelation from the Holy Spirit, how to find a place to where people can come in and not just be another face in the crowd. You've got to find a way to plug in. You've got to find a way to, to get to know people and have, have covenant relationships, which, is w- which are all through the Bible. Not even Jesus did it by himself. You know, we've got to find a way. We've got to find a place for people to get involved and see God move in their life beyond just walking through the door on a Sunday morning. And I, and I say, our worship services are phenomenal. They're amazing. We have incredible worship. We have incredible preaching. But we've got to get to a place where people individually are getting involved in a, and, we're, and we as a church have got to become better stewards of who God brings our way. You know, we've been, I really feel we've been good stewards of the property. We've been good stewards of the building. But see, that's not the important thing. The important thing is you who walk through the door. And we've got to be good stewards of you. We've got to be good stewards of your families. We've got to find a place for you to plug in and for you to be involved and for you to feel like you're not just another face in the crowd. And that's what our intent is with, as, we're start, as we're starting this base series. Now, this is where the Holy Spirit's guiding us as a church. And like I said before, we've got to get small in order to get big. You know, we can, we can be, a, we can be a, a humongous church. We can be that church that Pastor Joel's always talking about, the, the, the light to this region, the lampstand. But it's not very much of a lampstand when nobody's here because we keep seeing constant turnover because we haven't found a way for anybody to plug in and, and, and hang around. See, we've all walked in those situations before. You walk in the door, and, and you're looking for that, that one person that invited you and 400 people. You know, and, and people that end up making relationships and playing plugged in, they end up staying. But it's not, as the, big, the bigger we get, the less, less easy that becomes the more difficult it is to actually establish yourself and establish yourself with other people to where you feel like you've got a group here that you can call family. And so we're, we're, looking, we're looking to change that. We're looking to find a place for, where you can walk in, and at any one time you see 10 or 12 other couples that you know. And here's, I think, one of the biggest lies that the devil tries to tell us, and, and some church experiences actually kind of validate this in a way, but you know, we're not on solo missions in this life. God didn't call us to walk through this thing by ourselves. He didn't put us out there on some solo sniper mission where you come back or you don't. Guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Just go, go, go. No, God, God has put the church in place. And one of the greatest blessings we have as believers is other believers. And sometimes it's hard to believe. You know, well, I went, I went here and I went there, and, and we hear it all the time, bad experiences people have had with church people. But see, when you go in somewhere and you don't have a place to sit down in an intimate setting, when you don't have a place to sit down and really see God move, you know, through you. You know, one of the greatest blessings you experience as a believer that I've experienced is not seeing God move for me, but it's seeing God move through me. You know, it's, 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 it's very positive in your life. It's very beneficial to your growth as a Christian. You shouldn't go very long in your Christian life without seeing God do something through you and not just for you. You know, as, as infants, as, as little children, eventually you get to the place to where, you know, if, if Zach asks me for something to drink, if he's closer than me, guess what? The cupboard's right over there, you know. 
Now, I don't, I don't make my kids starve or nothing like that, but at the same time, you know, as your children get older, you start expecting them to start doing some things for themselves. You know, I don't wait on my kids' hand and foot anymore. I make them wait on me hand and foot. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, as, as a believer, the reason we get to a place in our Christian walk where we stop growing is because we're not ever allowed, we don't ever get allowed for God to move through us. You know, and when you begin to move through us, you begin to realize, you know what, I can't stand on my own two feet. You know, I can't, I can pray for myself and see it happen, but at the same time, if I get in a situation where I can't get something taken care of, where I, and, I, and I need people to call on, I've got four or five good covenant relationships at any given moment that I can call on those people and tell them to pray with me, and they will. I've got an immediate family, not a family of 400, not a family of 500, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but I've got a good core group that I can call on, and they can walk through this, go walk through this with me. And so, and that's, so that's what we're trying to implement here through these, through these groups. We want you to have an immediate group of people that as soon as something happens in your life, they spring into action, good, bad, or otherwise. You've got a group to celebrate with. You've got a group to walk through hard times with. You've got people that you can minister to. You've got people that can minister to you. And so that's where we as a church are going. And it doesn't have to always be somebody that's on staff. Praise the Lord. And so, you know, and, and a lot of times we, we, when you, we have the mindset when you're on staff, and the people have the mindset of you. It's like, well, that's what they're supposed to do, and so I can call them anytime, and you can. Please don't feel like you can't. We're, not, we're trying to eliminate ourselves from the equation. What we're trying to do is do what the Bible says, equip the saints. We're trying to get you to a place where you are, you're surrounded with people that you, you look over, and you see God in a better way because brother, sister, so-and-so prays like you never heard. And you never get to pray with that person if you weren't in a smaller setting with them. Or brother, sister, so-and-so, they, they, they know scriptures like nobody's business, but you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know what they had to offer unless you were in a smaller setting with them. And so not only does that allow you to minister, but that allows somebody else to minister. And same thing with you. You may change somebody's life because when you pray to God, they feel like you're touching heaven. And we do, but so many times, you know, it's like this scenario with, with, with the five blind guys that walk up to an elephant, and one guy touches his trunk and thinks he's a hose. Another guy touches his leg and thinks he's a tree. Another guy touches his, grabs his ear and thinks he's a, a tent. Another guy grabs his tail and thinks he's a broom. No, it's all, it's all the same thing, but we all have different perspectives, different views. Why? Because none of us has the whole picture. Here, you, when, you, when you're in a, setting with small pe- in a small setting with people, not a setting with small people, no, team IRC, you know, mentality. But, <laughs> but uh, when, you're, when you're in a small setting with, 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 with a group of people that believes, you see God in a whole other light because you see God through somebody else's eyes. And sometimes you see God through somebody else's eyes and you realize, wow, they don't have a very good picture of God. And you can help that person come along. Or you see, you see God through somebody else's eyes and you go, man, they see God a lot bigger than what I do. And so this, you can crawl up into this, get in this person's space a little bit and say, hey, tell me a little more about this God that you know. You know and, and so this is, this is our intent and this is our purpose through establishing these groups. Is we, want, we want everyone to have an opportunity to minister and also be ministered to in, a, in an intimate setting where it's safe, to where you don't have to worry about if you don't want to come up in front of 400 people on a Sunday morning and get prayed for, then, you know, you can bring it to your group and bring it before them and, and let, let them be ministers to you. Let them be your family. Let them walk through this life with you, just like we saw in the, in the New Testament. Because we are still in the New Testament, amen? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go through these kind of quickly. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but they're also in the back of your bulletin that you got last week. But um, there's, there's four core beliefs and core principles that we want to keep established as we establish these base groups. And the first one is relationships. And, and I know people look at me all the time and go, I thought Jesus is supposed to be number one. Yes, he is, and you're saved, and so Jesus is number one in your life, amen? Jesus is the, is the person that you always turn to, but at the same time, you have him. You need, you need godly relationships like we talked about to walk through life with, and we, we need to get those established. We need an inner working of people to where a, a tree with, like our pastor talked about last week, a tree with lots of roots isn't pulled up very easily. And so as you begin to establish roots and you're, you begin to intertwine with other people here, you're not going to be plucked out very easily. 
when the trials of life come along, it's not going to have to be by a chance that maybe one of the ministers hears about it so you can get ministered to. No, you've got, a, you've got a group around you that immediately knows because that's who you're in relationship with, and they begin to walk beside you in this. And if you need help from ministry, then absolutely we're going to be there, and we want to be there for you. But at the same time, you need to have people that you can turn to right, right away immediately because they say there's four or five of us, you know, there's 400 of y'all. You know, so it shouldn't always have to come down to a situation to where, where, where it all hinges on us because we're people too, and we're not perfect, I promise. Now, spiritual growth. We want to grow individually and corporately in our faith in God by receiving revelation from his word through in-depth group study. Now, like I said a minute ago, we all have different perspectives. We all, we've all had God speak to us in a different way. So what we're going to do is we're going to develop curriculum off each Sunday morning sermon. So as Joel preaches a sermon on Sunday morning or, or I preach or Dave will preach or whoever we have, have preached on, we're going to take that and develop that into a curriculum for that following week. And so when you get together in your base groups, you've all heard the same thing. You don't go through that movie scenario where you sit there in a group of four people and they've all seen Transformers six or seven or whatever is out there right now and they're talking about it and saying oh that was great and you're sitting there kind of out of the loop no you've been here you've heard it you've seen it and you all go back and, and whether you're a, a brand new christian or whether you're a super christian that's been a christian for 80 years and you know everything there is to know about christianity we've all seen and heard the same thing we've all seen and heard the same message and we all have something to offer in that in that conversation we don't want anyone to feel like they're left out of the loop simply because they're not in a place to where they might not be in the same spiritual plane as someone else We want to experience a deeper relationship with Christ by consistent communication with Him through meaningful corporate and faith-based prayer. I'm excited. This is one, I think the thing that excites me most about these groups that are coming up is that we want to see people come back and go, man, I pray for this person, and then immediately they, they were changed. And it's, it's, it's like, the, like we talked about with the, the kids at camp. Like, that's one of the blessings that my, my son shared. I got to pray with people, and I felt what they felt. You know what I mean? And that's, this is what, that's what these groups are intended to do. When you, when you pray together as a group, and somebody brings a prayer request, and, and you begin to feel what they're feeling. And as a family, you come together, and you see that change. And you come back the next week and say, you know, when y'all prayed for me last week, within a couple of days, God already moved in that situation. And by the time you come back together, those testimonies are getting so strong, and you realize that I don't got to be in a, in a big mega church setting to see God move in my life. It's not dependent upon somebody being up here preaching. It's not dependent upon on great worship. I can sit down with a group of people, and we can, put our, we can put our heads together, and we can pray, and we can watch God move immediately right there in, in, in that group setting. They're going to be, like I said, they're going to be safe places. What, what goes there stays there. And so as we meet as adults and we can discuss adult things, we've got, we'll be offering child care here at the church if you need it. And, and so as we meet as adults, you can discuss adult things with other adults and not worried about the, the, the kids interrupting or whatever. And you can bring these things before and it's a safe place where you don't got to worry about that getting out across town. You know, you don't got to worry about that being all over the place. You know, that group is your safe place. That's, that's, that's a place where you can, where you can hook up with people and, and, and y'all can believe and y'all can pray. And if you want to share it later as a testimony with God in your life, that's fine. But right now, that's a safe, confidential place where you can, where you can bring that request, you can bring that need, where you can bring that situation with your kids or your finances or, or whatever stuff in the past is trying to bother. You can bring that there and you can see God touch and change that in a safe environment where you don't worry about two days later it's all over Facebook because someone went to the altar and I know they're dealing with this stuff. You know, Not that we have a lot of that, but at the same time, you need a safe, confidential place to go Pray and believe with people. You know, our pastor talked last week about being thrown out when you're not on base. You know, when um, God was giving me the revelation for these, for these groups, and he was, I'm an acronym guy, so I, I knew it had to be an acronym. You know, rage, base, all these things, that, all these acronyms that we've come up with through the years. You know, what, what is a base? A base is a foundation. And a lot of times, a base is a safe place. You know, you play hide and go seek. You're running through the woods or whatever, and when you get back to the base, you can't be out anymore. 
Same thing here. When, you, when you're at a base, you're at a safe place. When you, you, can't be, you can't be tossed out. This group is going to take you in. It's going to love you, and it's going to make you feel like you belong, like you're, like you're part of something, and that you've got, that you got someone to, to, uh, to, to lean on, to participate through life with. Now, finally, participation. We want people to be participants in church, not spectators in church. And see, in, a, in, a, in any given service, there's only, there's only so much time and so much room. If we offered everybody a chance to speak, we'd be here till 6, 7 o'clock tonight. Not saying what you have to say isn't good. You know, but we've got, to, we've got to realize that, you know, it gives you a chance to participate and be part of the church, not just be here and, um, and have, to, have, to, have to always observe and always watch and not feel like you've got something to offer because you're going to realize very quickly as you get comfortable with those people around you that, you know what, when so-and-so needs prayer, I don't got to be afraid to reach over with my hand on them and, just, and, and pray for them. You know, when, when um, God shows me something out of the Word, I don't got to be afraid to speak up and say, you know, here's what God showed me when Pastor Joel said this. Here's what God spoke into my life. Here's how it helped me. And for you know, you're actually you're actually ministering. You've got some Holy Spirit flowing out of you that you never thought could happen before. Why? Because you have an opportunity now, since you're in a small setting, where you can speak up, where you can where you can be heard, and where people can where people can draw from you. And so I think that's like I said, go back to the 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 the, the beginning. You know, the biggest thing that reason we don't grow as Christians is because we never know that God can move through us, not just to us. And so here's here's my next request. I want y'all to come with us on this. It's not our intention for this to be anything other than something that, you, that you're a part of, that you belong to. We don't want to leave anybody behind. The reason we're establishing this is because we know there's a place for you to plug in in one of these groups. We know there's something that you can, that you can offer in one of these groups, whether it's simply you can bring snacks one night, or whether it's, simply, or, or whether it's as much as you, you can get in a circle and you can pray with somebody. You can, you, you've got something to offer, and we want you to come with us on this journey because this is the, this is the biggest single step that we've ever taken as a church body. It involves an entire culture change. I mean, it really, it really is a big step, and it's something, like I said, we haven't, pray, we haven't come across this very very flippantly or very lightly. This is something that Pastor Joel mentioned to me years ago, and I was like, and this is how big it is. I was like, I've always been like, small groups and homes, that's crazy. How do you make sure everybody's doing this and going the right way? But over the years, as I begin to see people come in and not find a place to plug in and see people come in and not, get to be able, not have a good way to establish a relationship, not get, get to meet, like I said, when I can look out across here and see hundreds of people that I don't know on any given Sunday, and they're always different faces, so you know you've got some, some rotation going on there. I, we want to find a place for people to plug in and get involved, and God's really opened my heart up to this. And so Pastor Joel last year asked me, he said, Here's the situation. I know he announced last week about, about Mitch coming on. He said, I'm, I need, I'm, we're going to go to small groups. I need, a, I need a home group, somebody to handle these. And I said, well, I'll pray about it. Because at the time, I was doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I still do some of that. But God just really began to birth in me what this, how, how big this really is and how important it really is and how vital it really is to our church. I said, I come back a couple months later after praying about it quite a bit, talking to my wife about it, and I said, you know, I think that, that this is what God's calling me to, calling me to start, calling me to do. And so as, as he did that, he began to, began to show me different things. And, and, I'm, and I've gone in, out of town and visited with other churches and hours and hours of reading and studying and find, trying to find the best way because I'm not going to imitate another church. We've got to have what this church needs for this church. And so as, as we've done that, you know, I've read after churches that have had 80% of their people in home groups for 15 years now. And so, yeah, they're doing something right, so you do get some wisdom from them. But at the same time, I've also said, would that work here? You know, what's good in California is not good in Sulphur Springs necessarily. Some of you say, thank you, Jesus. You know, but, but, um, but so as we've done this, we haven't come by this light. It's something we spend a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of hours in study and prayer about and really feel like this is what God's developed in our church. And we're so excited to, 
offer this so people can get, get involved because it's, it's very disheartening to see believers walk through life day after day just kind of cluelessly, not really realizing all that God's got in store for them, all that God's got set aside for them, not just to be part of a big church. If your church is big, small, it doesn't matter. God's got something for you individually, specifically a ministry in your life that you need to fulfill. And when you get involved in something small where you can begin to step out in that, yeah, God will bring you to bigger things. God, God, God will promote you into greater things in your life. But you've got to start small. And if we can't break it down smaller than 400 or 500, whatever's in our sanctuary, then would you ever get that opportunity? Very likely, no. Not that we don't want you to have that opportunity. But that's why we're breaking things down to a smaller group so we can, you can begin to have those opportunities to speak up. And, and um, as we have leaders over these groups, they'll be responsible for rec- recognizing and seeing the leadership qualities and others, so you have your opportunity maybe possibly in the future to step out and, and maybe lead one of these groups. And that's where your ministry begins. That's where God begins to speak through you and use you. And so I'm going to kind of wrap it up with this. This promises to be an amazing, miraculous time in our church where we see God use you in capacities that you never thought possible. But see, we need to do ourselves one favor, and that's pray. You know, you never enter, in, take another, in, one big step in your life at all, or a small step for that matter, without praying. We've got to pray like we never have before. Pray harder, pray longer, pray with more purpose, pray with more passion, pray for your pastors and your leadership, pray for yourselves and your families, that God will reveal and birth this vision in you as well. Not that we're trying to force something on you, but if you'll pray about it, if you'll get in that place where you just really see God, pray harder than you ever have, see God more than you ever have before, and say, God, where do I fit into this? And I promise you, he'll... He'll have, you sign, he'll have you sign a piece of paper. He'll have you say, I want to be a part of one of these small groups. And here's what I'm going to ask you. When you get in your group and you look around and you see people and you go, ooh, I don't know about that person over there. And I don't think I even compare with this person over here. You know, you might be sitting by somebody that's fresh out of, fresh out of prison. You might be sitting on the other side of somebody that's, that's an executive at a bank. But guess what? It all levels out when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And if you'll, if you'll give yourself a month, and that's what I ask when people sign up for these things, give yourself one month in these groups before you say, I can't do it. And watch how in just that one month, God begins to bind you to these people. And you begin to reach down to this one person. Maybe you begin to reach up to this other, and God begins to level the playing field. And you begin to see God do something great in your group because, you know what? In this, all that qualifies in the kingdom of God is righteousness. Amen? And so whether you're kind of looking down at one person or you feel like you don't compare to this other person, guess what? God will level the playing field, and God will, God will bring revelation out of you that will benefit the executive at the bank, or God will bring revelation out of you that will help draw this person further away from where they've been, and we don't see people falling back by the wayside so much anymore. So pray. I pray that you pray with all your heart about what God would have you, what role you would play. If God would have you open up your home, if God would have you maybe consider even leading one of these, we do select, we're not going to just throw, like, open up, hey, let's just throw leadership out there now, because you know, you got to be safer in that kind of thing. But, but um, as you participate in these groups, you, your, your giftings and qualities will be recognized because they'll be in a smaller setting where they, they can begin to come up. And so we may not, you may be perfectly qualified to lead a group. We don't know that because, like I said, we're in a big setting. But as you begin to break these things down and then these qualities begin to come forth, we begin to see people that are, are capable of doing this. You know, this thing's not going to just stay at a small number of groups we start with. This thing's going to get to where we've got to keep making more and more groups. And every few months we're going to take and we're going to reassemble groups so that you're not stuck you know, or stuck, or I, that's a bad word, so that you're not stuck with these people for the rest of your life, no, so that you're not setting a group to where, you know, those are the only relationships you form, you know, six months later down the road, we reform groups, and you begin to get start the process all over again, and let God introduce you to more people, and before you know it, you come into church, and you're not just another face in the crowd, you got people that run up to you and go, man, remember, remember a few months ago when you prayed for this, man, God has totally changed that, and so you begin to establish relationships that we will have from now throughout eternity, and so we're so excited as a church to be able to move into a step like this, and, and um, 
like we said, like the, like the last, last of the verse we read said, you know, and all, may, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, you don't got to look around very much to see that the day is drawing near. You don't got to look around very hard to see people out, that, that, out there that are looking for something to be involved with, people that are looking for something to step into to find a safe place. And so as that church, we want to be that church that in the last days is that safe place for people to come so that when we, we see Christ come again, that we've done everything we can as a body to make the bride as, as spotless and blameless as she can be. And that happens by us breaking things down and getting to where we can be more individually intent and focused on individual needs and on, and on individual what, what, what their gifts and callings are, how they can rise up to another place. And so that's, this, that's the goal as, as of our church in these things. We want to see these things develop you individually as a person and what God has for you. And until you break it down to a smaller setting to where people can have an opportunity to step up and rise and, and shine and begin to draw things out of people, then we're not going to see that. So um, that's what I'm asking you to pray for in, in these next few weeks as we